Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Hey guys, this is Doc Huffpower, and I'm coming to you from a studio here in Alvin, Texas. And uh, today I am really lucky to be interviewing uh, the godfather of social media in dentistry, Dr. Lynn Tao. Now, Lynn, you've got, you, you are the go-to guy. Whenever I was thinking about what experts I wanted to bring onto my show, and I wanted to, to make sure that these guys really had some credibility, you were the first, my, first person that came to mind because of your extensive experience in the, in the field. Uh, just not just social media, but also electronic and social reputation management. Uh, how did you get into this? I mean, you know, I know that you're a practicing dentist. How did the road lead you in this direction? I realized very early in my career that um, when I was getting reviews from my patients way back in the day, that patients were responding to those in the sense that they were coming in and saying that they read what other people were saying online. And this was back in you know, 2007 and eight when reviews weren't what they are now. Right. And when patients would say, I read what other people were saying and it convinced me to come in, a light bulb went off that this was a, something that was new and that was going to change the industry. And you know, I've done a lot of marketing throughout my career. I try lots of things. I always say that I, I spent $35,000 on an advertising campaign on the radio and didn't get one patient except the guy who sold me the ad because it was, he was so, bad, so upset that I got such a bad result. Um, but I've tried everything and I've thrown some darts at things and I've you know, hit some winners and, and the reputation part of it. Um, if you go back to my seminars starting in you know, 2010 when I first started speaking, you know, I keep all of my, my PowerPoints and keynotes. Uh, you'll see that reputation has always been something that I've spoken about because I felt it was a very important part of um, growing your business. Absolutely. And I, I, Got, I have to be honest, I just got lucky. I hit the right thing. And I mean, I, I lost lots of money with other things, but reputation obviously has been the thing that's stuck and it's, it's stuck really well. Absolutely. And it, it, it's the patients respond to when other people are talking about you. And in, in this, in this sense, we're taking patients experiences. They're going online. They're, they're talking about their experiences and thus they're allowing other people to read about what's going on in a practice from a different perspective because you know, you can hire a marketing agency. They can say whatever they want about your practice. They can say you're the best person in the world, but it doesn't mean anything unless your patients agree with that. And this is the patient's voice. And the patient's voice is allowing practices to grow. And um, like I said, I, I'm, I'm knock on wood. I was very lucky in, in finding this avenue. Um, I still love online marketing, but if you don't have a reputation online, it's hard to get patients to come into the practice. And I always tell businesses that, you know, pause your marketing, stop your marketing, don't get a new website because ultimately what people are going to look at, it's going to be the reviews that other people have left for you. Right. And if you don't have enough of them, you know, you're going to have a hard time growing your practice. I, I think all of those things work together, but the final checksum in a patient's mind is, okay, now that I've read all these things, what are other people saying? And I think that they always finish with the reviews. And I think, honestly, they start with the reviews mm -hmm. and finish with the reviews. Now, you know, I've, I've heard a couple of other people speak. And, and real quick, I wanted to point something out. So, Lynn's been doing this since MySpace was a thing. <laughs> Wrap your heads around that, you young guys. I know you don't know what Yacht MySpace is. So, um, honestly, I've heard a whole lot of things about reputation management and I, I was brought up in, in retail. I was the youngest manager in the history of service merchandise, if you remember when service merchandise was a thing. Yes. 
I remember so, Zora's merchandise. I do remember that store. <laughs> so I went, I went through all of their corporate training. And one of the things that always stuck with me was that one unhappy person will tell 10 people and one happy person will tell one person. And so that's not true anymore. So in today's digital age, and, and I actually saw a doctor quote this the other day. And I said, man, that's just not true. Because in today's digital age, when a person leaves a review, they tell the same amount of P, people, good or bad, review. So that's a great equalizer there, which is what makes social media so damn powerful compared to your normal, you know, word of mouth advertising and, and referral system. The other thing is that they're not just telling 10 people. Uh, Lynn, I know you have these stats off the top of your head. Um, how many people on average are going to see a review? How many people are in our average are going to see a review? I mean, a lot of it depends on how, you know, how busy your, your site or how busy your, your area is. But, you know, when, when a review is left, what I find is that it's, and I, I'll give you an example. It's not even a review. It's anything on Google. Like I literally put a, a I went to a, um, a place called Fast Raft. They're right. a, a rafting company in Monterey, California. And I put a picture of, my, of the raft on Google. And Google, and that was last August. Excuse me, last July 4th weekend, sorry. So a little over a year ago, and Google just sent me some congratulations because it's been viewed 26,000 times right. from just a photo that I put on someone's Google My Business page. And so, that's, a really, that's a really interesting concept you're introducing there. I don't know if you meant to lead with that, but photographs and videos are so much more content rich than just words. Now, if you're looking at the hierarchy of this, you're looking at your old yellow page ads. If you're still doing yellow page ads, I think we can pretty much all of us agree that you're wasting your money. Mm -hmm. um, I, there, there's some old folks who really, they, they stand by those. I, I disagree. I think they're a waste of money. So if you look at that, that's kind of like, that's kind of like on the single celled organism side of the evolution of, of advertising, really. You look at video and photos, all of that content rich type of advertising to me that's the top of the food chain you know that's like that's your t-rex over there right yep yep and they say a picture is worth a thousand words and i agree with that 100 percent. and um there's some there's some pretty compelling data that shows that when you put photos on things it obviously increases the the content and increases the click-throughs um so i mean when when someone puts a review online i mean people are going to read it if it's if it's positive and they're going to read it if it's uh, fresh and current and that's what Google wants they want fresh current reviews from your patients and if you have enough of them they rank you higher because they trust your business that's really what absolutely. it comes down to absolutely so getting back on track here and, and I, my apologies because I pulled you off because I wanted to make that comment about the, the difference in the media age the social media age versus print age um, man I wanted to talk about some of your other things you're doing here in this space I mean you when I say hey I thought of you immediately it's because you literally wrote the book on this Tell uh, us there's, out there there's, and your podcast too yep so i have a i have a podcast now it was launched last april uh, right after uh delivering wow in jamaica right. uh was the first episode so it's we have like 75 episodes in it's called the raving patients podcast it originally started as a way to really talk about online reviews um and it kind of evolved into basically customer service, it evolves into marketing. So basically now it talks about almost anything related to practice growth. Um, but I release, it releases every, um, every Friday. Um, and I've had about another 15 or 20 episodes that have been recorded. So we're at about, I'm almost at a hundred episodes recorded at this point. Um, and I enjoyed doing it. It was never an outlet that I knew anything about. 
Um, it was a way for me to give back to the community and give them the way for my voice to be heard. Right. Um, I actually am that, considering- which I'm jealous of. I wish I had that, that, that cool gravelly voice. You know, when it, back in, back in the day when I was a two pack a day smoker, I might've been able to get down there, but your, yours is just naturally great for broadcasting. You know, people tell me that, that I sound very good on radio. And I'm like, I don't know if that's good because, you know, they say you go on radio if, if you don't look good in person. So I'm a little concerned with that comment. But, um, no, everybody tells me I have a really good voice for this. And, you know, it's, it's something that has kind of evolved into something that I never really – I mean, I, I have a lot of people who comment on things. They, people tell me they, read, they listen to the podcast. You know, I, I do it for fun. Um, obviously, there's no sales pitch in there. Um, right. It's just a way for me to give back. And, um, so I've enjoyed it and I'm actually considering doing a second podcast. Um, cause you know, this one comes out once a week. Um, it's, I, I record them so far in advance, not that it's old stuff, but it's not new right. stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm considering having one called the, the Tao of Tao, uh, which is like oh, my philosophies and, um, you know, maybe like 15 minutes. Um, and it, because there are things I hear and things I see and I want to, you know, I want to do something right away on this and I just want it to be me talking about it. Um, and, uh, so that's in the works as well. I just got to find the time cause I am when I've got a lot of time. So, okay. So check this out. You know, the little, uh, the little, uh, masquerade mask that we use in, in Mardi Gras down Louisiana, right? Sure. So if you can imagine one, instead of like the Phantom of the Opera mask where it's half the face, like almost like a little comma, right? And then a little dark circle around this eye and a white circle around this eye hole over here. You'd have like the Taoism symbol, the Tao of Tao. <laughs> Might yeah, be, that might be entirely too cheesy, but that would be that'd be kind of funny. That would be really fun. Yeah, I, I like that idea. So um, let's talk about your book now. Yep. Because so you, we are you wrote right over that one. Yep. So well, I you hit you hit the podcast really right, and I I kind of wrote on that one. Um, so I have a book that's uh, actually in the final edits. It's actually at the the publisher um, going through final editing right now. Um, and uh, it's called Raving Patience is the working title. Um, I actually have the manuscript up right next to here, and it's a simple reputation marketing plan any dentist can use to harness the power of the internet, rise up search rankings, and earn a five-star reputation that attracts hundreds of new patients. That sounds uh, like it might be off your dust jacket right there. Yeah, well, hey, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, right now it's 180-something pages long, and that's a, 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 if it's a full-scale book, depending on the size they decide to make it, it's obviously maybe a little longer. But um, it's been something that's been in the works for a number of years. I've just been very slow to do it, and I finally – um, help got help from a ghostwriter because I, I couldn't get it through the finish line. I, yeah, so, I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, so I just want to know when my autographed copy is going to get here. You will be one of the first when I, when I actually get them. I'm hopefully, hopefully going to have um, working copy, you know, actual copies uh, before right at the beginning of the new year, because I want to, um, I'm speaking at the Yankee dental meeting this year again, and I want to oh. have a, a book signing there. So that the goal is to have it launch for, for, you know, the beginning of the year. Um, and then the nice thing about it is it is going to be published. So it's a published book. It's not self-published. So it will right. be the, the publisher wants to put it in Barnes and Nobles and stuff, which would really be cool. You walk into a bookstore and I'll see your book on the shelf. Be. So that's, that's going to be interesting. So we'll, we'll see how that does. Excellent. Okay. So um, without getting into specifics of the letters, I know that you and I have spoken at length about um, some of the things that you read on my page, other pages on, you know, on that big website that is not to be named, uh, that is for dentists. Uh, there, you know, all, all of these, all of these pages, all of these Facebook pages, websites, and what have you. This seems to be something that dentists struggle with because they get emotionally involved, or at least that, that's and that's my take on it. And I'm putting words in your mouth there, but I think you'd probably agree with me. It, 
getting emotionally involved and engaging the person who's leaving the bad review is utterly, utterly bad. You don't want to do that. In my book, what I do, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'd love to learn from the master. I don't address the person who wrote the review. I address the people reading the review. Because there's nothing I can do to help them. They are, they've already made it up in their mind. They're mad at me. And maybe if I give them a personal phone call, they'll retract that or whatever. But my thinking is that's a great vehicle for me to address anyone who might have those concerns to see how I really think and to see who I really am. So in, in, in addressing a bad review, what's your general advice? Because I know we're going to get into some real specifics later, uh, particularly uh, what was the extortion letter we were looking at earlier? <laughs> yes, the extortion letter. Um, what's your general advice? When it comes to negative reviews, I think you need to relax and take a deep breath and figure out how you want to handle it, number one. I think if you use emotion to respond, I think you're going to get yourself into trouble. And I've seen that countless times over the years. Um, I have a class I give at trade shows called OMG, I got a bad review, what do I do? Because literally every day I get a message from somebody that got a bad review and they don't know how to treat right. it. But, and I hear the same thing. It's not a patience. It's fake. I don't think anybody's ever come to me. Maybe one person comes to me and says, I got a bad review and it's true. Okay? Right. <laughs> you know, which, which it's it's kind of like the criminals who always plead not guilty, right? No one's ever guilty. Exactly. So I laugh and you know, look, I have, and I always say, look, I'm the, I'm the king of negative reviews, not purposely, but you know, I have 1700 positives and I have about 91 negative reviews and a lot of them are true. I mean, I can be an ass sometimes. I mean, they're about me and my, and the way I speak and the way I don't really care about rules. And I, I have rules in my practice. You don't want me to leave I mean, right. at this point in my career. That's how I feel. But it's because I'm self putting them on my, on me. It's, it's my fault. And it, it is what I have to do. And I lay myself in the bed. Um, but nobody's ever said to me, it's true, what do I do? Well, if it's true, um, but relax, take a deep breath, don't get emotional. I, I prefer that the person reaches out offline first. Try to fix the problem, try to get the person to engage you, unless it's some scathing thing that you don't want to even involve yourself with, where you don't know who the patient is, if it's truly a fake patient. Um, so I like the, the engagement to be taken offline so there's no, like, literally track or, or, or public, public uh, fighting made about, about this, this topic. Right. Um, if you can reach the person, obviously try to fix the problem, and many times they'll take the review down or change the review, which has happened make, countless times. You make an amazing point there. Um, you know, we used to, we used to joke um, back in the day about liquid courage. Someone had to go and get a drink before they did something or what have you. Today we have a different phenomenon, and I can like to call it keyboard courage. You know, you, you, you're, you're this nameless person on the other side of a screen. And there's actually, it's such a real phenomenon. There, there are things called masking laws in most states of the United States that say you can't wear a mask in public because just the act of hiding your identity or not being face-to-face -face with someone lowers your inhibitions about what you're going to do. And so if you can imagine that phenomenon taking to the nth degree, where all it is is you, your anger, and a keyboard, and you're just unloading on someone, a lot of times I think if you reach out and you talk to that person on the phone, and that's been my experience, you reach out and you talk to them on the phone, the story changes entirely. And a lot of times they're embarrassed. And if you don't take on a really um, aggressive stance, you're understanding, you say, hey, man, I, I saw this review. I'm, I'm horrified. What could we have done better? I'm so sorry. They expect you to come at them hard and they're ready for an argument. When instead, you start off not on the defensive, because you don't want to be on the defensive, but you start off saying, hey, what can I do to make you happier? I want to help you. If you take that stance to me, it's always a winner. Now, 
I may be wrong, and that's why I invited you on the show because you are the expert. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I think that um, you need to be uh, – I think you need to be on the offensive when it needs to be. I think you need to be on the defensive when it ne- you need to be as well. I think you have to analyze every review, and that's why I want you to, to people to calm down and take a deep breath and, and not get emotionally in- involved in it. They, they've got to figure out which way they want to take care of, a, of the problem. Um, you know, so take it offline, number one. If you can fix the problem, the patient will either remove it or change the star rating in many cases, and I've seen that countless times from the clients I work with. Right. Um, if you can't get it taken down or you can't reach the person, then you want to have some sort of public response. But you don't want to, you always want to apologize. You don't want to be, you know, angry again. You don't want to have anything emotionally in there. You don't want to curse the patient out. You don't want to threaten them. You want to say that, you know, we're sorry you had this experience. You know, please contact the office to discuss your concerns. Um, what that does is it tells the, the readers that you've addressed the issue um, right. or, the, or the reader or the review, and you've told the person who wrote the review that you do want to listen to them. So I think you're solving both of the problems there. But I also think you have to take each review individually. The, the, the platform it's on, you know, if it's on Facebook, Facebook is a different animal because it's a communication of, amongst a group of people. They expect a response. If it's on Twitter, they even expect a bigger, a faster response. If it's on Google or, or Yelp, I think you need to be careful because um, they live in eternity. It's hard to get those down. Um, so I think each individual thing has to be handled a little bit differently. Um, and I think overall, if you are taking care of the problems and at the same time um, being, um, I don't want to say nice, but being um, professional online, I think it will only benefit you where if you do get a couple of negative reviews, they should not affect you in any way, shape, or form as long as you have enough positives to overwhelm it. And, you know, I think negative reviews makes a business real. And I think that I, I have, that t- yep, it just proves that there, you have, what you have is real. Look, I have 1,700 reviews, over, over 1,700 reviews about my business online. And if I had zero ne- negatives, then it would look totally fake. The fact right. is I have, you know, 90-something negatives, and it just proves that, that what I have is real. And that's why I, I drive a lot of patients to my practice, because they trust what people are saying online about my business. Absolutely. Well, um, Len, the last couple of minutes here is yours. Is there anything at all you want to talk about? Um, I actually want you to mention, if you wouldn't mind, that you work with a company, you travel the world teaching this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, that's up to you. Last minute's yours. Well, you know, I, a couple of things. One is I have a consulting company called uh, Tau Dental Consulting. It's kind of had different changes over the years. Um, I help dentists with online marketing. That's how I got into the business in the first place. Um, so I have a, a vast knowledge in, in how to grow people's practices. A lot of people, I don't market that. You know, people come up to me asking for assistance and I help them through that way. Um, but, you know, obviously people know me, you know, thanks to Glenn Vo, they know me as the bird eye guy. So um, I do run the dental division for bird eye. I'm not an owner of the company. I sold my ownership off to them um, five and a half years ago when they bought my, my company called Ta- uh, iSocial Reviews. Um, but I do run their dental division. So I interact with a ton of dentists who want information about the product. I do a personalized demo with them. That's what I do. And, um, you know, it's kind of taken a life of its own. I never have expected it to uh, cause me. I mean, I'm on the road a lot, 45 weeks out of the year I'm traveling. Right now, as you know, I'm grounded a little bit because I had a little surgical procedure. And and how how are you doing, by the way? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Every day as it gets a little better, I'm actually better the first day than I thought I'd be. Um, So it's only gotten better from there. Uh, believe me, I wouldn't be on here if I didn't feel good. So, um, but, uh, no, bird eyes become a big part of my career. 
Um, I, I don't want to be known as the bird eye guy forever because, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the company. You know, they may sell, right. sell at some point, they may be acquired. Um, but, um, I've tried to make a name for myself and just helping dentists. I'm always available for people. I'm always giving advice. You know, I like that outlet, you know, it's never, I, you know, on social media, I don't come out and always, prom I never pr self promote. I hate self promotion right. as most people would agree. I, I'm kind of neutral on things on, on social media for that reason. Um, but I enjoy what I do and I'm happy that I found an outlet that I can give back to dentists and, you know, being able to, to go on here and, and take, um, people's anonymous letters in most cases and, and convert them into a, a, a dialogue and, and helping hopefully taking that and then they use that to help their career. That's all I can ask for. And that I really enjoy that have the outlet this way. Well, I, that's exactly, I mean, you put your finger exactly on why I created this podcast. Um, off the air beforehand, I told you, I don't even listen to these things. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's kind of a guilty thing for me, but so many people asked, they said, look, we, we think we'd like to hear more expert opinions on some of these Dear Doc letters. You know, what can we do? And they asked me to do this and I did. So uh, I thank you for being on. And I have to clear one more thing finally um, before we get off the air. And that is, Lynn, can you please tell me all the financial interest I have in your financial well-being and your company's well-being? Zero. We've, that's never come up at all. I mean, I have plenty of affiliates out there and you're not one of them. So there's no financial interest in this at all for you. Um, that I get a copy of your book. You get a copy of my signed book. Yes, definitely. And you can display it in that bookshelf right behind you there where I see the persuasion uh, book there, which is oh, an awesome yeah. book. So um, the, no, no financial you interest know, at all. Is, I didn't stage that. <laughs> in that's fact, funny I, though. To, I probably need to clean it up because it looks a little bit sloppy over there. But um, that's, uh, believe it or not, that's my little girl's favorite thing about this room. I, the kids are not supposed to be in here because I have expensive things in here and they break them. But um, I'll find her in here every now and then and I'll walk in the room and I'll hear laughter. And I don't know what's going on. Well, I do now. There's a secret, there's a secret room behind that. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it, it opens up and she hides back there sometimes. Uh, oh, nice. She, because she wants to spend time with me while I'm podcasting. So. Hey, hey, whatever, hey, whatever you can do for your kids. And, you know, my son hangs out with me when I do my podcast. And he listens to what I do, too. So um, I think it's a great outlet for them. I think it's a great outlet for them to know that we're, we're are, we are giving back to the community and, and people appreciate it. And, and uh, like I said, the greatest thrill I have is when somebody messages me. And I literally, as I'm sitting here, I got a text message from uh, someone who's not even a client. He's, a, he's actually met me at the, the Hinman Dental Meeting. Uh, right. Where I spoke earlier this this year in April, to be March, and he was a student, dental student still, and he was going into residency. And he sat in my seminar because I gave three seminars there. And he said to me, "There was the best thing he's ever heard." And he said, "Even though in residency, he wants to start collecting reviews. So when he leaves his residency, he has an online reputation." And we've been talking about how to do that. And he literally just got to me. He said, first review is in. Exciting." And I said that he's absolutely fantastic dentist. I'm an overly anxious person. Every time I saw him, I was immediately struck by his friendly demeanor and caring, calm, friendly demeanor. Awesome. Um, along with that, he does great work, explains treatment plans well, and communicates during treatment to make sure you're doing all right. 10, 10, to, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. And that's his very first review he's ever gotten because he's, because he's still, he's just in residency right now. You, and remember, I mean that, you remember your first review that you got? 
Oh, my first review was not good. So yes, oh, for, I remember. Your first good review. Do you remember your first good review? Yes, I do. I do. I do remember my first review. But th this is a lasting memory this guy, this kid has. Um, and you know, he's in he's in New Mexico as a as a in a residency. And like I said, I appreciate the fact that he reached out to me for assistance even before he was. And there was no obviously he wasn't buying bird high. He wasn't you know doing stuff because he's still a student. Um, and I really appreciate the fact that he wanted my assistance and I was able to give it to him. And that was the end result. So. That makes me feel so good, and you know that's why I do what I do. Excellent. And and for those of you who haven't met Lynn, um, Lynn, you and I have met what once or twice? <laughs> twice, once in Jamaica, and then once in uh, in Austin a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. And we talk online quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. Lynn is just one of the most generous, kind, and genuine people I've ever met, uh, particularly amongst um, people who wield some influence in dentistry. And, um, Lynn, it, it's always, always a pleasure. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, folks. Um, that does it for another meet the experts, Dr. Lynn Tao, and he is an expert on your social media and your reputation management. Thank you again for wasting yet another half hour listening to the sound of my voice. And, um, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. If you have any questions that you don't want to, you know, come out and say it's you, go ahead and write us a Dear Doc letter and it may just appear on the podcast. Thanks, folks. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc podcast on all major platforms.